Good morning. I'm the big dog Josh Lampton. It's Wednesday, May 13th, and our headline this morning. COVID-19 runs wild on the WWE, but is Nia Jax even worse? And take a seat, Finn, because Becky Lynch becomes the second man in WWE history to lose a belt because of Seth Rollins. And lastly, we've been doing some investigating to find the best wrestling podcast in the world, and we had an expert on the case. We had Jonathan Coachman. What'd you find? During this lockdown, during this quarantine, I think we all have been trying to look for something fun, something entertaining, especially something in the wrestling world that we can latch on to and enjoy and will set off the conversation. I have found such a show. I have. How about the Turnbuckle Report? It's just kind of a fun podcast, wrestling podcast, and they're just at a point that they want to help the business move forward. And to me, I'm down with that. So why don't you check it out? You're going to laugh a little bit, think a little bit, and disagree or agree. But in the wrestling business, that's all we want to do. So again, check them out. Josh, Leland, Chad, the Turnbuckle Report. And tell them the coach sent you. Enjoy. Hey, folks, this is the guy, Chad. And you can catch us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and more to come. You can catch the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. Also, check out The Big Dog every Friday on DogCast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Stay heel, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the number one wrestling podcast in the world. The Turnbuckle Report. I'm the people's host, Leland. With me tonight, the guy, Chad. What's up, brother? How's it going, brother? How you feeling tonight? You feeling good? Feeling good. Got a little bourbon and coke going. Hell yeah. Speaking of going, he's already been going since dawn, baby. The dog cast father himself, Josh, my man. What's up? What is going on, my diddly 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 dudes? <laughs> baby, 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 we got ourselves a show tonight. We have our. You see, here's the thing. Yeah, I got a show planned tonight that's gonna blow them up. Yeah. <laughs> so what we got tonight? Uh, you heard it. We are the number one in wrestling podcasting. We are the number one in your wrestling needs. Number one in your wrestling pleasure you heard it from the coach all over our social media the coach has put us on blast he's pumped about what we're doing he's liking all the crap we're doing he's digging it disagrees every now and then i'm okay with that we got the coach on board with the turnbuckle report and i will say having the coach on board is a little better it's a little feels a little better in the heart doesn't scare me as much as our uh, our other big supporter, right? And I know you're pissing down your leg, Chad, because you you ran your damn mouth. Dexter Loomis is uh, we're, we're in his limelight as well, so these guys there are loving what we're doing. Uh, maybe not so much uh, you there, Chad. Uh, I'm I would imagine at this point you're you're kind of freaking out. No, not at all, not one bit. He still looks like Cody Rhodes and Doctor Disrespect, mm. like they had mm. a baby. And Decker, Decker, Decker Newman. Deck, was see, that's how scared that you are. You can't even say his name. You can't even say his name. You're so scared right now. <laughs> Decker Loomis is the one who is born. It's a bouncing baby, Decker Loomis. 
That's all right. Dexter couldn't figure out my name either. And that's okay because he is a fan of the Turnbuckle Report. Guys, I'm so excited to get into tonight's show. We have so much to talk about. There's been so much crazy stuff going on in wrestling right now. I mean, where do we start, right? Where do we start? Last week, we totally derailed, and it rained all over our show. No pun intended. Can't say that. I can't say that. Vince McMahon does not control. Even though Vince McMahon is stealing our crap, he does not own this show. He did steal our shit. Did, did, uh, Did you guys catch SmackDown? Did you see what was going on? Yeah, I saw them straight up steal our crap. It, it didn't say Time Mongol. It looked like some hacker, right? Mm-hmm. But it certainly looked like the Time Mongol to me. Did the, did the Time Mongol, a.k.a. Nick from Pixel Beards, decide that he's going to do a video package for SmackDown? I don't think so. Do you they think maybe we screwed here. the timeline up? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. That's a good point. Because it's like, it's like, like we took all of our sound up. bits, gave them to WWE so they could just reuse them. You know, they got a good yep. use out of the people's host. and We are everything. creative guys. We have great ideas. That is why, for the 55th plug of this show, we are the number one show in wrestling. I get it. I would take our stuff, too. But just send a check, one or, you know, one or two checks. Just send it our way. It's no big deal. A little paper. With it. Yeah. I'm not going to get stupid about it. I mean, what am I? What am I, some guy over here that's just going to get stupid about it? You think I'm looking for all your wealth? No, 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 no. I am. You think I'm going to walk into Vince McMahon's office and say, hey, I'm a stupid. No, I'm not going to do that. I will not do that. I will never degrade myself to that point. But he does like... It's humbling, really, isn't it? It kind of makes me feel good. When I saw on SmackDown, and I I had to rewind it a couple times because I was like, no Mm -hmm. way. Is that our Time Mongol segment on their video package? I felt a little humbled. Because you know what? I was like, you know what? That's our stuff right there. And And they're recognizing... Talent is recognizing talent. You know what I mean? Real recognize. All I'm real. saying is the connections are just a little too close for me to write off and, and go off into the sun. That Oh, yeah, it was just coincidence. I don't know. There's a lot of connections there. At any rate, I'm just pumped to see that our idea actually made it off of a podcast into uh, into a television program. I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty pumped about that. And if SmackDown comes back and goes, no, no, we came up with that idea all on our lonesome. None of you turnbuckle fucks came up they with just that. Open that up was me. SmackDown. They go, just so everybody knows. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. asked the question, but maybe somebody, maybe they didn't think we stole all of our <laughs> gimmicks from a podcast. Uh, that didn't happen. Not saying anybody asked that, but if they did, that's how we're going to answer it. If, of course, that happened, but of course, it didn't. There's no way that we were listening to a certain podcast that is nationwide with a host that claims to be the people's uh, that we took this idea. I, I, it's preposterous that we... Why do you yeah. go, I sound like Dr. Fauci right now? <laughs> I don't know. Because, see, I don't know. It got in my head. That's where Josh went. I just, I just Dr. The ball fucking Dr. Fauci right now on the <laughs> Terminal Report. You know the last time I felt I was raped by the WWE was literally last night watching every segment of Money in the Bank. Every Whoa. segment. Whoa, was that You're diving in you? quick. You're diving in quick and th- this seems this is like the cold part of the water. You got to you got to dip your toe in, but it doesn't it's not, you're the kind of kid that jumps right in the pool, aren't you? Oh my god, every segment. Awful. Yeah. And then splashes all over everybody when you do jump in, don't you? Awful. Can we just Gets think me about wet, everybody's wet in the face. Now we're all pissed at you. Can we just think about Josh in the pool real quick? <laughs> Awful. <laughs> 
I saw his face. He's got that. Look at his face. I know people can't see his face. He's not happy. I don't like it. Not I love one your bit. face. You gotta grow a beard, by the way. <laughs> I'm working on it. 27 years in. <laughs> yes. 27. Years. No, seriously, money in the bank. Guys, I, I did want to get into Money in the Bank, and I have a lot of notes here that I want to cover, and, and I don't know if we will, but man, I'm I don't know what I expected. I was I was interested, I was intrigued by the whole concept of climbing to the top of the building, um, and I was really excited to see what they were going to do with that, and it became a joke. I mean, all I could think about this whole time, and maybe you guys agree with me, maybe don't. I don't know. We haven't had any conversation about it. The whole time, I'm thinking. Man, out of all the great money in the banks in the previous years, now it's been reduced to a complete joke. Like, that's all I could think about. That was cool seeing Bruce Pritchard do a little cameo, seeing Vince looking old as shit, holy hell, doing a little cameo. That was cool, but he looks like he's too gimmicky cancer. for me. Wow, that's a bold statement. I mean, yeah, I he mean, looks weird. He doesn't, he doesn't look good. It's not like I'm saying, like, and not to make fun of him that has cancer. I'm just saying, like, he literally looks like he has cancer. Like, he looks like someone that had cancer and, like, got off of it. Maybe like, he like, didn't. Maybe it's under low key. Come on over here and give Grandpa Vince a kiss. Do you think <laughs> he walked into the doctors and he's like, hey, it's time for me to get off the cancer. I'm going to need your help. <laughs> Listen, I've been putting over this work for too long. Yeah, that's horrible. It's possible. No, it's... So, Josh, I mean, dig into this a little bit here. What? Well, I got to think that it, we're on the same page, right? From start to finish. I mean, literally, you had the real surprising turnout of the Matt Hardy match where Cesaro lost. I mean, he loses every match, and Jeff Hardy wins every match. So I was really shocked that Cesaro lost that match. <laughs> Look at that face. Were you, then, were you that surprised? Because your face isn't showing me well, that you were surprised that, at that's all. That's the enthusiasm I got because then... Let's fucking go to the tag team match. This is a no-disqualified tag team match. And then you got Jackson Decker, or whatever the fuck his name is, on the outside of the ring. And the referee goes, you got to leave. You got to get out of here. Okay, so it's a no-disqualification match. He could literally stand there and go, or what? You going to disqualify me? It's a no-DQ. Yeah. But instead, well, WWE was like, that didn't make sense, but like we wrote it into creative. So, <laughs> all right. So you're telling me that Cesaro... <laughs> Lost, okay? Mm. And you're telling me that that Sheamus came out on SmackDown on Friday talking all kinds of shit to Matt Hardy, even bringing up his DUIs and shit, mm -hmm. right? Matt Hardy still got the upper hand on both of these men that Just clearly in real life would whoop his ass stupid. We are talking Jeff, not Matt. Just oh, I'm sorry, Jeff Hardy. would Because Jeff right now has like multiple personality disorder. I'm sorry. Damascus, whatever the hell his name is these days. I'm talking Jeff. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Just want to Do clarify we really for want all to believe that he's going to win every match? At no. this Josh, point in the game, you, Josh, you seem very upset. Be well, it's it's not even that. I mean, so the first match, predictable. Second match, I was so shocked the New Day won. I, I just had, I mean, going into that, I thought they're, they're such the underdog. There's no way they could pull this off, and they did, thankfully. And then we jump straight into an awkward promo by uh, whatever the fuck her name is, with a, the hat the size of the sun. Then, then we go ahead and Lacey take Evans. a great turn yeah. on to the next segment of MV, MVP and uh, our boy Hard Truth, and they had a great uh -huh. 
oh, wait a minute. Lashley came out and said, actually, I'm going to wrestle this match. And they're like, oh, okay. And then Lashley came out and won. I, I don't, there's I don't no know rhyme or reason to up. it. I think, that's, I, I think that's what's confusing you is there's no rhyme or reason. There's nothing. Wrestling has to make, I, I get it, and I know the people that listen to our show that maybe are not as diehard as we are, they just enjoy the great entertainment we provide. They're probably going to be scratching their heads going, well, yeah, isn't isn't wrestling the dreaded word fake? Isn't wrestling, you know, supposed to be not make any sense? Absolutely not. Wrestling is supposed to make sense. It's supposed to be engaging to a point where it's got a level of believability to it. It may be it may be choreographed and, and predetermined. I don't give a shit about that. It, as long as it's entertaining. And when you get, and you're exactly right. When you got Bobby Lashley coming out, okay, let me back up. This is what threw me off. When MVP comes out, and then I see R-Truth, I'm excited for that match. I was actually kind of looking forward to that. I'm like, oh shit. I, I can't remember the last time I saw these guys chop it up in the ring. And they're both, you know, athletically sound. This could be a good match. And then you see Lashley, I'm like, oh shit. You knew what they were going to do, right? I mean, you, you saw that Squash. happen. Yep, Squash. Squash you know, a mile away. Like, why are they going to do this? And then they write it into, into <clears throat> they write it in there that, you know, R-Truth is going to be afraid of him. And why would R-Truth be afraid of Bobby Lashley? Our truth goes back to the Attitude Era. Why would he be afraid of this guy? Yeah, no. Not only that, no our truth is cut like a beast, right? Do you see oh, him shit. in the ring? He's cut, oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like physicality-wise, he and Bobby Lashley should be able to go rounds with one another. But they're trying to make Bobby mm-hmm. Lashley this dominant force in the WWE. Our truth should have been able to wrestle circles around his slow ass. This should have been an easy little okay. wrestling victory for our. You just hit the nail on the head. If you want. Bobby Lashley to go over as a dominant force, then you have to make his opponent reputable. You yeah. don't make his opponent afraid of him before the bell rings. You make his opponent get in his face and say, fuck you, dude. I've been here for years. Don't call it a comeback. Let's get after this thing. That's what you right. do. And then they get after it. They go for 12 minutes and go back and forth, have false false finishes, and then Bobby Lashley goes over. But how does that do him any justice by getting by smashing our truth, a scared our truth? It's it's, it's really it was a comedy relief. I mean, I was laughing at Truth. Truth yeah. Truth is funny as hell. Well, he is like, a funny he, guy. He just yeah. cracks me up. How do you have a comedy but relief I knew when what the whole was coming. fucking show's a joke though? No, you're you're, <laughs> you're right. Nail on the head. Now on the head. You're right, but our truth is at least enjoyable for me. Like I, I, anytime they call out our truth, I get happy. I like seeing the man on TV, and his little rap mm-hmm. is great. I love it when he gets out there. And he's, What's up? <laughs> and then towards the end of his rap, he was still putting up his microphone, acting like there's a crowd. <laughs> you know that was, that shit was hilarious. And then when MVP came out, he was super confident. He's like, I'm just trying to help you out, dog. I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah. And then fucking Lashley comes out. I'm like, God damn it! Like this shit was good. And then you ruin it with this guy. You know? And I used to be so over on Lashley. These days, not so much. Well, that's not, not even so his fault. They have such a fucking weird angle going no. for him right now. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's true. Yeah, it's horrible. It's so true. It's absolutely horrible. I mean, the things they're throwing at us right now. and But you make a great point, a big Josh. Like the whole, the, Team the whole show is The whole show is comedic. Like, the whole pay-per-view is comedic. Is, I mean, do we? Why? Why are they doing that? You can't compare that to AEW. AEW and has it was its so comic, has its comic too, relief, with, uh, but it still has it has still has real genuine wrestling. It was so cringy with Braun Strowman, and uh, 
and Bray Wyatt towards the end there of that match when he puts on the mask and gives him a hug. I'm like, that is all part of your story, but the, the story now at this point doesn't make sense because you pretty much got Bray where you want him. You got him on the ropes. Buried. It's time to take your victory, pin him, and then take that mask, throw it on him, and say, I never needed you. Why the fuck did he put it on in the middle of the match and hug each other? That was the such only reason I can moment. think he did that is because they're setting up for a rematch, and, and, and the entire match I was As thinking the is, yeah, we're gonna see this, we're gonna see this again, but he's got to be the fiend to beat him. But then by the end of the match, he squashes him so bad and, and just kills the whole angle. You know, literally Braun Strowman holding up his Blue Ranger belt and screaming at uh, uh, Bray Wyatt to get out of the ring, kind of thing. You know, I am, you know, I, I, you know, you're not in my head and all this stuff. He's screaming at him to the point where you feel like, well, maybe it's burying, it's it's the blow off, it's ending the feud. So it's very confusing. I have no clue what's going to happen. And I'll tell you, either way, whether they go down that road again and now he has to come back as the fiend, or if they squash it, I'm I'm not, I'm not interested either way, because I do not want to see the fiend with the belt again. I don't I don't need to see that. Why did he even go after Braun Strowman again? All of a sudden, we're just we're just we're just burying old hatchets. No, they're, they're trying to clear up all these sins because the writing on the wall for the direction the WWE is going, this pay-per-view pretty much painted the picture. So with the COVID thing, ratings down, them losing money, them borderline getting bought out, Stephanie sharing a million, mm-hmm. I mean, selling a million dollars in shares. Yeah, I'm glad you brought so that up. There's so many things going into that. The, the reason why they're doing this is because they're going to get away from having the brand split. You'll still have Friday Night and you'll have Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown still. But you're going to have like the 2012 era when both shows are both shows. So what they're doing right now, and I think that's why Becky Lynch uh, relinquished the belt on Raw, is and Asuka has it, but she also has the money in the bank. That means that I believe that she's going to be going for both belts. They're going to be combining it. And then you're going to be seeing both major belts combining. And this is their setup for it. So you th- your theory is that they're going to go back to... Uh... I guess I guess that'd be kind of the end of the ruthless aggression, more of the PG era, where they had Raw SmackDown, but it was basically an angle would start on Monday and tie up on a Friday. Right. So you'd see the same people wrestling. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Right. Basically, exactly what it was up until like two years ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I can like see that. that direction, but I hate it. I, I hate, hate it when they did too. that. Uh, what I really want them to do is bring back the World Heavyweight Belt and the WWE Belt. They need to yep. redo that. They need to reamp the the fucking world heavyweight belt. They need to not have some bullshit WWE logo that's either red or blue. They need to bring back that big ass gold belt, but have it just revamped for them. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. WWE belt can they say need, the same, whatever. But I don't know. They need both belts to make sense, and I get confused. Is the WWE title supposed to mean more than the Universal? Vice versa, or are they lateral? I have no hey, listen. clue. Listen, they're already stealing our material. You know they listen to us, so let's let's just put it out there. <laughs> You're absolutely Turn the Intercontinental right. Champion back into the belt it was before. Yep. Okay. The worker's belt. Get rid of that AEW knockoff belt. The whole reason go why back the brand to the big gold happened is because of them buying out WCW. So that's the other thing that people don't mm-hmm. understand. So prior to yeah, WCW, they, need, they had to create their own competition. WWE, yes. So before that, they only had one belt. They had the WWE Championship. They had the Intercontinental Championship. You know, they had that style belts. Well, then when WCW got bought out, then they brought over the World Heavyweight Championship. And that's where the problem lies. You have two belts the whole time. So it means you don't have a major belt. 
you have two belts that are equal. You can't have two e equal tops. So that's why they made Monday night and Friday night. And now that they're trying to probably go back to having the one show, and not even so much the one show, you're gonna have both shows, just the whole roster of talent on both of them. You're gonna have to condense them down to one belt. Where does NXT fall in all that? I think that's what they're gonna do, combine all of them. Wow, I mean, because I gotta tell you that the, the way they do business on NXT, their NXT heavyweight champion, uh, that belt means more than either the WWE or the Universal at this point. Right. Just the way creatively they do it. Who do you think is going to be the first person to hold that three-way women's belt? Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. She's the only one that will yeah. be I mean, believable. She is the most... It, it, stop me when I'm lying, guys. I know I'm totally <clears throat> over on Charlotte, and I get it. But she is the most credible WWE champion we have right now on any basis. She's the most credible holding a title right now. Am I am I off base on that? And you're, you're talking both men and women, program. right? Yes, I'm talking men, women, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, current roster, current champion. Dynamite. Dude, just put AEW in the picture. She is the most credible wrestler of any wrestling right now. Holding the belt currently, yeah. What I, what I mean is... Holding a belt. What I, what I specifically mean is, because I can't put AEW in that, because to me... They're they're holding their titles the right way um, to make their own champions. We don't now, disagree you may, you often, disagree. but I don't like that Nyla Rose is their champion. Okay, put. Okay, that's a different topic. That's a different. We'll get. We're going to get into AEW in just a couple minutes. What I mean is Charlotte Flair holding that that NXT Women's Championship means more in storyline. It has more credibility than any other title right now. I think it means more than than Becky Lynch, um, and she's held her she's held that Raw Women's title for over a year. I think it means more than that. I think it means more than the WWE title, than the the uh, the Universal title. I think it means more because of the way they handle it, because the way they have the champion holding that belt. Every week you watch NXT, you know she is not going to drop that title on NXT. If she drops that title, it's not even going to be on one of their takeovers. It's going to be on a major brand pay-per-view. Having said that, every week she's defending her title against, uh, what was it, uh, Isho Sarai? I, I'm, I'm probably chopping that name up. But all these young talents, she's putting them over, and you know what she's doing. You don't have to be a jaded wrestling fan to know exactly what she's doing. She's putting all these people over, and every match she just ekes by, just like her dad did. To the point where it's like, oh shit, she's going to lose that title. I can't believe I'm getting ready to watch NXT and she's losing the title on a Wednesday night. And then, boom, she ekes by and wins the match. That is credibility to the belt. That doesn't exist. We knew Braun Strowman was not going to drop the title in the universe, drop the universal title to Bray Wyatt again. We knew that was going to happen. We knew that McIntyre was not going to drop the WWE Championship. We knew that wasn't going to happen. And it became boring. I was bored during those matches. I think that Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre told a good story in their match. If you just look at the wrestling, you know, it was pretty botch-free for the most part. Josh, you may disagree with me, but I, I think it was a pretty clean match. It was it was entertaining. Wrestling-wise, if I just pulled it up on the network, I would enjoy the match. But story-wise and propelling the story moving forward, I don't think it had anything. Anything at all. Well, because hug regardless of how you feel about Seth, he can wrestle. Seth Rollins yes. can wrestle in the ring. That whole match was a joke. 
I mean, yeah, there wasn't that many botches in the match, but how about they keep going ultimate, 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 ultimate. You know, they're doing finisher, 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 back and forth, literally back mm -hmm. and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like they're playing ping pong. Literally going bang, bang, mm -hmm. bang, bang. And then you have Drew McIntyre kick out of a finisher on a one count towards the very end of the match. So you're just going to completely mm -hmm. discredit everything that's happened the entire match. And then at the very end, you guys are enemies. And then you shake hands and you guys are like, oh, yeah, by the way, good match. Like, <laughs> So that is what okay. threw me off. I didn't understand. I, I get at the end of the match, you know, having that mindset of, wow, I, I almost got bested there. I was really in the ring with some great talent. And, and, and we'll all shake your hand. I get that. But the kicking out, the kicking out of a finisher at a one count. I mean, I don't like kicking out of finishers at, at all, but at a one count, isn't that a sign of disrespect? Uh, I feel I like it was um, an attempt to be like an AEW match almost. Yeah. Like they were yeah. trying to put on an AEW style match, and it I didn't work. I can see work. that. I agree. It I didn't agree work at all yeah. for me. And then it makes me think that they're trying to make Seth a face again, which is why they changed his music, because a face and a hill don't shake in the ring. So that means that both no. of them are now, now face, guarantee, moving forward. Because Seth Rollins uh, literally lost his faction. They were fired from the company that just started. <laughs> so now they're like, okay, let's take and a different angle. he needs angle. that motherfucking faction. And then what happened was they were they have, because their creative team obviously still is creative from everything else in the world. So the guy that's making mm -hmm. music was playing Black Ops 2. And he's like, I really like the title music. I really like how this is just basic <laughs> music. He goes, you know what? Let's give that to him. Let's change all of his music and make it as basic as hell. Okay, perfect. You got the turnbuckle sub wrapped up? Yeah, I do, Johnny. Perfect. We got ourselves a show. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it's like, that's what we're watching. Yeah, I, I just I just put the finishing touches on the turnbuckle, boys. Let's go ahead. <laughs> like it's some old 20s newspaper boy <laughs> fucking leader. Yeah, boys, we got it all done for you. That's what it is. Man. No, you're absolutely right. So, I mean, at this point, we have NXT pulling in 663 uh, viewers last week and AEW pulling in 732. We haven't talked about ratings a whole lot in the in the the near past, um, but I guess my main question is: with those numbers being so close, and even with this crisis going on with this COVID thing, do the ratings even matter at this point? Be, be between NXT and AEW, I feel that the shows are very entertaining. I still give the edge to AEW. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the reason that is, and it's not anything scientific. It's not. It, it's simple. I don't fast forward at all when I watch AEW. When I watch NXT, there's still certain things I'll fast forward through. Um, the cruiserweight, the cruiserweight tournament they got going on. I, I don't know. I, I'm not engaged in it. It's got some decent wrestling. I'm just not engaged in it. So I find myself fast forwarding it. There's not one segment of AEW that has me fast forwarding through it. And I know I've been called an AEW mark. I really don't care at this point. It's just entertaining to me. It's the it's the wrestling I like. But do these ratings even matter? If we didn't have this COVID thing going on, the numbers even with with or without COVID, they've been pretty close like this. And maybe not this close, but they've been pretty close. So I guess let me ask you for a third time. Do these ma ratings matter at this point? That's a no, right? Yeah, it's, well, absolutely, it's absolutely a no. I mean, between NXT and AEW, no. The thing that you should take away from the ratings is the fact that 
Monday Night Raw only scored like a 1.7. So that means that they're actually starting to get pretty close during this COVID thing, which should be a little bit troublesome for WWE. You mean if I had a million dollars in stock, I should dump it? Basically. <laughs> Do it right exactly. now. Exactly. And you know, put it all on Alistair boy, Black. Boy, what a good all. Oh boy, that was a nice, nice roulette plug right there. Nice roulette. What? Chad, I know you're. I know you're pretty close to an AEW mark, like I am. What uh, What was the number one thing that stood out to you on AEW this week? Uh, you know, we talked offline. Mm-hmm. I was really happy to see they had people standing outside the ring more so than just the wrestlers. They had the family, the crew members standing outside. Uh, they brought the big stage back. Yeah. That was awesome. And I'm just like you. I don't fast forward through AEW, and it's and it's not on purpose. They just engaged me from start to finish. Maybe I am an AEW mark. You know, uh, I think we posted earlier this week, uh, Josh, I think maybe you might have done that, about the uh, AEW being a late 90s WCW. I with, never cared for the, big the late 90s WCW. You know? <laughs> I never cared for that shit. Uh, but I, I did really enjoy the mid-90s WCW, which is what AEW kind of reminds me of as a mid-90s yeah. form of it. And, and so what? Like Leland said, call me an AEW Mark. My new name is the guy Mark. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm all about it. Uh, I love AEW. And in fact, that final match with uh, what, what, what does he go by these days? Broken Matt Hardy, uh, yeah, Damascus, yeah. Matt Hardy. Did he change characters literally three times in that match? Yeah, he did. He did. I mean, he he's striking some uh, some gold there. And, and, and you know, he used all of his he, characters in one fucking match. Every it's one. It's weird them. that he's doing that because I I am really not a broken Matt Hardy fan. Oh my god! I, I have a tough time with the character over gimmicks in my life. I've never seen yeah, a gimmick just, that's more I, over that I hate in my life. So I may not have that same sentiment, but I pretty much hate it too. I mean, I, it's just it's so weird to me, and I, I have a really tough time with the the way he talks with the English accent, and then it turns into a Southern accent. I just I don't know I have a, I have a tough time with it, uh, wrestling wise though I mean he hasn't he hasn't missed a beat in the ring. He's, he's... I got to be honest with you when he came like when the match kind of transit like I think it was um, Le Sex God whatever the fuck his name is uh, douchey douche um, Sammy Sammy Guevara <laughs> yeah, threw him douche. outside uh, threw him down the 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 entrance and mm-hmm. then you didn't see Matt for a while and he came back as Matt Hardy. And when he was talking, because you could the cameras were real close, he was talking normal, normal Matt Hardy. Everything he did was Matt Hardy esque style wrestling. Yeah. All of a sudden yeah. they throw him in the ice bin. He comes out as Damascus now, right? Now he's talking yes. like D- Damascus. He's wrestling like Damascus. Literally, when he transforms from one character to the next with this multiple personality shit, not only does he take on the personality, he's wrestling those moves. I like it. But I preferred seeing old school Matt Hardy. Of all of the characters he kept changing into, I was more over on old school Matt Hardy. The whole gimmick's washed up, though. I mean, even in that. I mean, while he walks out there and they're like, hey, I'm Matt Hardy. And they're like, hey, wait, aren't you supposed to be woken? Oh, yeah, hold on. Hey, I'm Matt Hardy. (laughs) I mean, who, who came up with this creative? It was like one day he was at home, retired, washed up as hell, like he has always been. He's on the wall. He's, oh, he's doing laundry. Okay, his wife's doing laundry. He just so happens to be, be mm-hmm. by there. 
his wife sets their kid up on the washing machine as it's going and he goes hey dad how are you he stops walking and he goes <laughs> do it again and he's like again, what dad do what that do that and he's like oh okay. that's brilliant and then as that happens he's like i need one more thing for the for the gimmick and as he's thinking that his wife spills bleach on like a shirt and he goes what if i put that in my hair brilliant oh my goodness i'll look like a skunk can someone call tna and get this arranged so then he goes over there i mean tna is the fucking brew master of shit gimmicks okay so they went over there that's nice i like that it, it literally was it, it's the shit factory for shit gimmicks so he goes over there. Yes. They pull off this gimmick. It's the best thing over there because at the end of the day, a shit factory is just literally filled with shit. And then Damn. WWE buys me like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take that bleach hair. We're going to make it red. Seven months after you get into the WWE. And this is how we'll go with the angle. I mean, it's... Woken Matt Hardy? Woken, yeah, broken. I, 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 I'm not over all on it all. I'm not over on it all. Joking, joking, smoking. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not over on it at all. I mean, it, I, I'm about as over on that as I am Brody Lee putting the oh, beat God. down on my man John Moxley. I do not like where this is going. I, I think Brody Lee is a talent, but do I think he's ready to challenge for the AEW Heavyweight Championship? Absolutely no, sir. not. No, sir. I was disappointed with that big time. Y'all know my yeah, feeling and it drug on too long. I'm not there so yet you... with Brody Lee, by the way. I'm not there yet. Uh, he needs a few more matches under his belt. Um, maybe some TNT title time, but not not straight to the fucking AEW. Because you know what I, you know, the first thing my son said to me, my son who will watch wrestling just on occasion, not very big into it. He's like, hey, hey, dad, is that going to be two WWE guys going for the title? I was like, holy shit, son, you're right. You're yeah, just bringing absolutely. WWE guys in. Maybe this is fucking WCW of old. I don't know. Well, I I, I don't like that. The First of all, I don't think the character needs a title. I, I think that the, the direction this Dark Order thing is going is interestingly interesting enough that it doesn't need a title. What I would like to see him do is put the beat down on Cody Rhodes. Because more than the AEW Heavyweight Championship, the face of that company and the the medallion, if you will, of that company is Cody Rhodes. So I would like yes. to see him do that because then you have a blood feud that creates, or even Dustin Rhodes at this point, you have a blood feud that would play into that Dark Order thing a little more than a, than a title match. What um, about that big boy that you're over on in AEW right Lance now? Lance Archer? Why not he and Lance Archer go at it for a little while? Make Lance Archer a face. I mean, I would like that. that go on for a little bit. Yeah, I would like that. I mean, Lance Archer's pretty caught up right now in the uh, TNT title, uh, which right. I would love to see him get. I do not want to see that on Cody. Um, not that I'm going to be sad if Cody has it. It's going to make sense to me if he has it, but I'd love to see Lance Archer with that, with Jake the Stake in his, um, in his corner as his, I'd rather as see his Cody. coach, manager, whatever they're calling him. You'd rather see Cody? I would, yeah. I honestly would. I want to hear it. Give it to me. I mean, to me personally, it just makes sense because AEW is the best company right now for believable champions besides Charlotte Flair. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, with Cody Rhodes saying, I'll never compete for that belt, yada, yada, yada. And then with him kind of being the face of the company, everybody knows AEW is his company. Okay. 
So if you have him as a TNT champion, they can kind of work that angle. They can almost work like a Vince McMahon angle, but he's still like a wrestler. Uh, you know, as where like Vince McMahon was kind of like, I'm going to order this guy to wrestle you, and Stone Cold's going to fight me on it. Mm -hmm. He could literally yeah. be the TNT yeah. champion and kind of run that angle. So, yeah, he could be the TNT champion and be the um, the the maniacal boss. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, basically because, I mean, for that belt to be as prestige as the Intercontinental Championship, because let's be honest, they're, they're bringing in that belt, and that's their angle. They want it to be the, the that second belt, that belt that's just as prestige as the AEW belt, okay? So for them to do that, that means the first person to hold that or even if the first couple people to hold that belt need to be so believable that that belt is just as big of a deal as the AEW belt, then Cody Rhodes is the most sensible person I think to hold that currently. So I'm so I'm glad you're going down this road because there was a lot of uh, commentary. Which, by the way, uh, I hope you listen to the show, Jr. I love you. I'm professing my love to you on air. Period. Good to have you back, buddy. I was pumped to hear JR on the commentary. And he had a little conversation about this, you know. They're putting him over in commentary. Cody Rhodes, that is. They're putting him over in this match. And they, they must have said, between him and um, uh, Tony Schiavone, or as, as Jericho's been calling him, Scavone, um, they've been saying a lot about Cody not being able to uh, challenge for the AEW Heavyweight Championship ever again, right? And I feel like this is an old wrestling trick. They say it over and over and over to where the point where you almost believe that, oh, yeah, that can never happen. And then it happens. And, oh, man, this is how important it is because he went to he went in, in, into AEW brass and, 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 and convinced them that he has to have a title run. I really feel like they're setting up an AEW heavyweight championship title run for Cody. And I don't know how they're going to get there. Um, I, you know, I, I like to think that I'm pretty creative, but I don't know how they're going to get there. I just feel like commentary is putting it over so much and talking about it so much that it's going to create that. Are you guys catching any of this? I never believed that Cody wouldn't have a chance to get the AEW title again. When he said he'd never wrestle for it again, I was like, yeah, right. There'll be some loophole, something, something down the road that you'll have your opportunity again. I never once believed when he lost to Chris Jericho that that would be it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think yeah, what they're doing is they're mean, waiting it, for Cody Rhodes to become a hill. I think. Yeah, that was the question I was going to ask. How long are we? Gonna, how's it going to be now when Cody turns heel? I think when the, the problem is, is you I got, don't want him to got ever MJF. Be heel. As, long as long as, as we MJF have is MJF, heel, Cody I do not, not want. You, you, Chad, we're speaking the same language here. Go figure, everybody. We agree. I, I we cannot have Cody Rhodes as a heel with MJF. If we have both MJF and Cody as a heel on AEW. Now then, you got a faction. Then call it a night. Call it a night. They're done. Then you got a faction, and then you got another inner circle, and, and then, then it's just and redundant. Then, and you can't and have Seth that. Rollins is going to come over and want to join this motherfucking faction. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 too redundant right now. The only yeah. way that would work is if MJF is like you know sitting at home because he's he's hurting, like a legitimate injury, or mm -hmm. he goes face. But I, I don't think AEW will ever as right now make MJF a face. He is too heavy and hot right now as a heel. So. They've kind of painted Cody in a corner as a face. However, I agree with Josh. For that to work, you make him a heel because then that way as a heel, you can do whatever the hell you want. Do and say whatever you want. So, Josh don't is you, right. It's just too early for that. I mean, Josh, don't you even agree with that? It's just too early for Cody to be a heel. 
way too early, and I think that's why he's not going to win that belt right now. But the company as a whole, Tony Khan, all those guys are seeing that, hey, we need to put a belt on Cody Rhodes. And the TNT belt's the only way they could do it right now to make it make sense because you can't really have him have the belt as a face because you got John Moxley as a face right now. So you can't move belt hand-to-hand, face-to-face. Only way that would work is maybe John Moxley's Lee, something like that. But fucking even at that, I don't know. Listen, John Moxley is such a great character profess. too because he can go back and forth. He can be heel or face. So honestly, you know that that opens up the door yeah. for Cody as well because He's a you good make Mox, Moxley heel right a heel. You know, I don't profess to be uh, in the wrestling business as far as creative, and I, I, you know, all I am is I'm I'm a semi-educated fan. That's really all I am, and I love wrestling. I have a love for it, and I'll tell you right now, if Lance Archer can be the TNT first TNT champion, that is going to be a better direction for them in the long run, because. Cody cannot be that TNT champion babyface. If he goes on to be a heel too quick, that's going to be disaster for this company, period. But what better? This is really what I want to get to. What is the classic formula for a babyface? It's being faced with a insurmountable odd. Being faced with that heel that will do anything, he will cheat, he will uh, do anything he can to beat you in any faction. And then the baby face has to overcome. That's really what it comes down to. I want to see Cody Rhodes get knocked back even further because he's going to get that baby face uh, shine. He's going to get that, that sympathy that a baby face needs. And then he posts a comeback. I've been beaten down to where I couldn't hold the AEW heavyweight title. I've been beaten down to a point where I went all the way through the tournament and lost the TNT title. You beat him down to that point, and then he posts his comeback, and now I can see him as a viable AEW champion, and I don't even care that he lost that match to Jericho a year ago. That's really what it comes down to. I don't disagree. I just I feel like I'd rather have Cody and agree with Josh as your, as your champion to put a little prestigious behind the belt. And then maybe give it to somebody else after that. You have to legitimize the belt. I'm not saying that the guy, Lance Archer, couldn't get it done. I just feel like if you want your first champion to put a little weight behind the belt, you put it on Cody. Josh hit the nail on the head. But you're also right, too, because you're looking at it from a character standpoint, right? You're saying what's best for Cody. Mm -hmm. Josh and I are thinking what's best for the belt. You know, So this is a tough decision. AEW's got their hands full. Well, Coach said it best when he plugged us, and I'm thankful for that. You're going to agree, you're going to disagree, but don't worry whether you're heel, whether you're babyface. You do you, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. If I can make a living from walking in the woods. This has been a Dogcast production.